Hi, Jenny. Hi, Paul. Well, welcome to uh, episode number 25 here of uh, Jenny and Paul Sell Out. It's 2014. It is 2014, the first recording of the new year. Uh, we're actually uh, trying recording this a different way. Uh, we're using Google Hangouts on air. So people who have comments about the sound, because I know there's at least one persnickety sound uh, listener in our listening audience. <laughs> although, you, they, although they'll probably listen to this in like seven months. So. <laughs> do, you, do you hear about it? Do you get comments? Once in a while, I've, I've been told to go closer to the mic, although this was when we were both in your house. Uh-huh. Got it. Well, and we should tell people that this is the, uh, well, this is the podcast, um, you know, that's about uh, life and culture and uh, selling out. Yeah. Uh, pretty much. Uh, Better some... life through se- selling out, I think. Yeah. Really what yeah. We're, we're, we're we explode the concept of selling out. Uh, and this is clearly sold out because we're making just shitloads of money. <laughs> so much money. We so are, much we are, money. We are monetizing <laughs> so much. <laughs> I think while we are about selling out, we are not about doing the work to sell out. Yeah, so, apparently not. So far, so <laughs> apparently like if not. someone were to offer us money, we would take it. But but we didn't announce this Google Plus Hangout on air, and it requires that you invite that you tell somebody. So I told like my wife, who's not going to tune in, I don't think, because she's got better she things to do. She has better things to do. <laughs> but future recordings we may actually announce. And, uh, you know, for folks who want the excitement of a live broadcast, uh, they can have it, I suppose. And they can ask us questions, right? They can ask us questions. There's Q&A. We, we, and we can actually add them into the, the podcast, but minimally they can chat us up and we can, uh, we can do it that way. Cool. But we're trying this out because um, Skype's getting crappier ever since Microsoft uh, bought it. And shocking. Yeah, shocking. Um, one uh, theory I heard is that Skype is no longer such uh, using peer-to-peer as much. So it used to be it was it, the reason why Skype worked at all and and could be put out there as a free protocols that it was mostly peer-to-peer. If you were running Skype, you were then moving traffic for another Skype user. And now people are hypothesizing that it's all being bounced off of Microsoft servers hmm. instead of peer-to-peer. And that's why it's problematic. I certainly had I had problems with the last recording that went live, which is uh, number uh, 23. And I'm hoping we don't have those same problems this time. Yeah. So, but it's a new year. And so thus, everyone in my circle, not everyone, but a lot of people are uh, doing their resolutions and such. Fuck resolutions. Changing their lives. <laughs> fuck I that. I also say fuck resolutions. I'm not into fucking, I'm not into resolutions. No, um, I'm, I'm, yeah. I did see that in 2013, more people moved to Oregon than any other state. Yeah, that's some crazy pants shit. Um, I, I, what, did you see that? It was a piece maybe in the Daily Beast. It was an Oregonian sort of saying it's not all that. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, well, to put that in show notes, um, I read it, and it's it's not a particularly uh, well developed argument, nor is it uh, particularly well written. Basically, the uh, point seems to be: well, I grew up in Oregon, and I moved away, and you know, outside of Portland, it's just kind of it's just kind of bumblefuck, 
and uh, which is fair, which is true. It is true, right? It is, <laughs> but you know, outside of New York City, New York State's kind of bumblefuck too. And Th- that's also true. I mean, I guess my feeling is we both know someone who uh, grew up in Oregon and near Portland and really hated it and can't believe that people now think it's awesome. And I think that's part of it too. Is I think. I mean, even though when I lived there, I thought it was awesome, it was still kind of, like, small-towny, and there was nowhere to... Like, you couldn't go to anything after, like, 9 p.m., other than a bar. Yeah. No, that's true. And and it's changed some. I mean, in the same way that I think every city, you know, that isn't experiencing uh, bad economic times, or really bad economic times, has changed as well. I mean, that's just, in some ways, the changes that happen here in Portland are are true for Boise, you know, and, and are true for, uh, you know, Columbus, Ohio, where there's more things to do. There's more restaurants. People are moving back into the city. Sure. I mean, I guess then, it, like, I think even 10 years ago, though, it was probably a place where, which had a negative economic situation, <laughs> not yeah. a positive one. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. And so, you know, we, we bring that up because I moved to, to Portland, Oregon uh, back in August and, uh, you know, I'm enjoying the lifestyle here, frankly. Um, but you know, as a unemployed person, uh, there's a lot to enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, beer is cheap. Uh, happy hours are great. Um, but it's, it's true. It's not a late night town. I mean, you, there are things to do, but it's, it's nothing, not remotely like Chicago after 10 PM. Yeah. Um, I think, I think what our goal is, is we need to find what is the Portland of like, 1998 right now like what city uh-huh is on the up it is the like 15 years ago portland and then buy a lot of of like apartments there <laughs> well I, there's a lot of candidates um i keep hearing louisville kentucky mentioned um as one of these candidates in part uh, a lot of people who are artists in particular are moving there because there's already kind of a good scene Lots of big warehousey, lofty spaces that are pretty inexpensive, and people are putting their heads together and making cool stuff there. Um, the weather, uh, I don't think I'm up for. So no, yeah, me either. But you know, different people have different tolerances for that, so you know we can we, we can understand that. But that's one of the cities I hear mentioned a lot is hmm. um, is Louisville, and that's that's a state where you know right now you there really isn't otherwise. A cool hipster city so that that's your candidate i think knoxville that's my theory i hear knoxville and tennessee yeah i keep and, hearing a lot about knoxville and in nashville too i think because there's yeah. already some infrastructure there and jack white of course who just released a gigantic box set which has extremely negative reviews on amazon which i think everyone should read uh you know i i've been meaning to read the uh review in stereophile magazine uh, I think the music is good. That's so it's a uh, it's the Paramount. It's basically everything that was released on Paramount in a certain period of time that were sort of throwaway discs. And the music I I own it. I'll say that. Um it's it's good. Um it comes with like a uh he was on Charlie Rose and looked really terrible. <laughs> it was very funny. <laughs> like as in did anyone prep him for this interview, like, or comb his hair? It looks it looks like he was a random that walked in off the street. Um, but it's this very nice wood box set that comes with a bunch of vinyl albums and then a, um, a like a flash drive with all the music on it. But um, all of the Amazon reviews are about how like not all the 
you know, some people don't have all the discs and some people, the box fell apart immediately. It just seems like it's very poorly put together. <laughs> Jack's making them himself. Fantastic yeah. Thing. Yeah. It seems. And I think they tried to say how handmade they were. And apparently that this is the negative side of handmade. Yeah. You know, that's the thing, right? There's a reason why uh, assembly line factory and robot production happened is because in some cases you, you don't want people making things by hand. Right. <laughs> Uh, there, there, so. there, are, there are pluses and minuses uh, to that. Uh, but in terms of other cities that I think um, are, are maybe the, the Portland of 15 years from now, uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I think that's true. It's often mentioned um, in part because it's also a very neighborhoody kind of place. So there's there's commercial districts in a lot of different neighborhoods, not just downtown. Um, and it has a it's a very pretty topography. Um, it is pretty. It just has, you know, shitty, shitty winter and shitty, shitty summer. <laughs> yeah, I feel like um, Detroit's maybe the Portland of, like, 25 years from yeah, now. Yeah, no, that's right. I, right, as people go in and, and soak up some uh, some cheap uh, cheap real estate and try and build up neighborhoods, I, I agree with you. But, yeah, it's it's not 15 years from now. No. I just wanted some place with good weather or, or Yeah, no, that's see that's the bummer part to me is like yeah. I would like to live in the Portland of ten years ago, but I would also like it to be temperate. Mm-hmm. Have you have you been here recently? Uh the last time I was there was probably like five years ago. Okay. So Yeah, it hasn't changed significantly in those five years. Although of course it has in other in certain dimensions. Um you know, I've been visiting since the mid nineties, so I've seen the changes over time. And and by and large, there's not too much to complain about except for maybe the rents being too high. The rent rent is yeah. too damn high, um, and 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 there's, <laughs> it's difficult to find apartments unless you want to live further away from the center central part of the city where most of the uh, action is. Well, I feel like also buying houses. Not that I want to buy a house, but the fact that like houses are now like three hundred thousand dollars is so oh, yeah. ridiculous to me like that is hilarious yeah the place I mean, across just... the street from me sold for for like 350 and That's this crazy. was considered a dodgy neighborhood you know even five yeah. years ago so yeah uh, that that's problematic um yeah, I can't. Really, I mean, I don't know where else. Whether I mean, and not even good weather, but maybe temperate weather it doesn't have an extreme climate either. It's winter or summer. I don't, I don't know where where that that next place is because California is just you know just a pit in that way. <laughs> I mean, in that you know maybe the, there's very few cities that are affordable in in at all in 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 California. Even yeah, smaller cities are really freaking. Maybe expensive. Bakersfield. Yeah, maybe Bakersfield is the, <laughs> the Inland Empire is yet to be hipsterfied, I guess. Yeah. Well, I think that it has a real, uh, imp- like, I think Bakersfield could be real, like, um, like, Bucko like, Rockabilly. I think that they could, they could bring it back in that way. And then we, and then there are smaller cities, you know, like Flagstaff, Arizona, um, and some other kind of college towns that haven't yet that are, you know, have sustained a pretty decent lifestyle but haven't gotten huge that might explode. I don't know. Oh, well. It's a thought. Yeah. So in the new year, if anyone figures out what the next – if you'd like to help us sell out, we would like – we have an extreme scheme to buy property in these cities, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. This is our get-rich-quick scheme. We'll set up apartment – we'll set up artist lofts uh, pre-equipped with uh, podcast microphones. Exactly. So, and uh, so it's going to help podcasting and our podcast and you because we're going to make this cool city. We'll so. set up a network. 
like yeah. a podcasting network. It's like, you know how all the libertarians wanted to move to, like, they voted to move to one state? Uh, I think that was New Hampshire. It was New Hampshire. Live right, we could get die. all the podcasters to move. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to whatever this cool new city is. Someplace I want to live. And that, yeah. That's where it needs yeah. to be. Exactly. And uh, well, speaking of podcast networks, briefly, uh, I have to pump, pimp my own thing that I was a uh, guest on the Wolf Den uh, podcast. Where? Where you did not mention your own podcast. Yeah, I know I didn't. It was We had sort of an abrupt ending. Um, ah. we, we'd kind of scheduled for a little longer, and we had technical problems. It got started late. Uh, we had to restart at one point, and then uh, Jeff was pretty much like, oh, I just got this text. I got to go. <laughs> so he was very nice about it. Uh, but so I was a little off kilter, uh, for, and I didn't excuses, excuses. Yeah. Well, that's, that's my life is nothing but excuses. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I did a poor job of, of promoting. I, I, um, you did a great job of promoting your, your blog. Yeah. Well, I make some money <laughs> off of that. <laughs> that. That's the ostensible reason why he, uh, why he, uh, had me it's on. Tr- it's true. <laughs> I was just, I was just a little, a little offended. I'm offended. No, I'm not really that offended. I just thought it was funny. Yeah. Par for the but course. it was good. I listened to it. I liked it. Thumbs well, up. I will mention that Ellen Knutson, Dr. Ellen Knutson, uh, my wife, but who's previous also, guest, previous guest, yeah, two-time guest. She, she has chided me because uh, we'll be, I'll meet someone here and tell them what I do, and she's like, "You mention your podcast." <laughs> she's like, "Hand out your podcast card," and I'm like, "All right, shit, yes." So I, I got to I got to get that, that. So here's my resolution, Jenny. Okay, so, okay. So while I generally say fuck resolutions, um, my resolution here is in 2014 is to uh, be much more uh, out of the closet with the podcast not trapped in you're the hiding it you're hiding it at this point. I, otherwise i'm trapped in the closet you are i don't want you to be trapped in the closet it doesn't lead to anything good i, I put a bunch of the cards up on the bulletin board at the coffee shop around the corner yesterday so well that's good um i have no resolutions of note i feel like everyone i know has a resolution though and they really want to talk about it and it's always like it's never something minor like Oh, I want to, you know, work out once a week. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to be in a CrossFit gym and kill myself every day. Or um, I'm going to totally quit smoking. That's a big one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, although not so much anymore because I know a lot of people have quit smoking. Um, but it's always super extreme. And I guess this is something I wanted to talk about was like how come, and I thought it was appropriate for the period of time we're in, um, I just don't understand, like, the extremeness people need to make any sort of change. Like, I have to completely only eat whole foods now, or um, I have to go uh, completely paleo, or, um, you know, I can't just join a YMCA and do an aerobics class. I have to, like, join a gym that does CrossFit so that, like, you know, 30% of people get injured a week. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And I guess for me, whenever I try and do major changes, um, they don't work very well because it's so large and, and life-consuming. And um, everything I've ever read about changing a habit or creating a habit is very, like, do the most minor thing possible. 
Um, so, but it does seem to work for a lot of people. So I guess my question is like, why, why do people need this extreme and does it actually work? God, you know, I don't know. Um, but I, 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 I see the same trends, right. And both in terms of people I know and in terms of, you know, people in internet culture, people you might know online, right. But don't know in real life. And I agree with you in, in terms of I'm, I, I'm, I wonder about the efficacy, although it does seem that there is some personality types or some people who thrive on it, right? Um, you know, I've met who got into P90 or paleo. Oh, right. Those seem to be two that really, you know, it's like P90, like paleo, and that kind of stuff is where these folks or guys usually, but not always, um, they get in right, and then they go in like whole hog. Got to you know, we're we're gonna right. go into this really intense P ninety being this super intense uh, workout uh, regimen that you you mostly do, I think, with DVDs. Yes. And then the paleo diet, right? So we're just gonna just eat meat and and you know and and a limited you know this limited set of vegetables and no carbs and no grains and all of this you know and yeah, it seems for some people it really works, but and and that's probably maybe that's the hook, maybe that's why people decide they need to do it that way is because they you know they see it working for some people and then feel like well you know i need to do it that way that's well, that's the road to success i mean i would say uh well so i guess i'm going to preface this with um there's a um application uh, like an iphone application that's called lift which helps you develop habits um by like checking in every day and stuff like that and um they're doing with the quantified self for this month of January, they're doing this thing where they have like 15 kinds of diets and you sign up and they um, sort of randomly assign them to people and you check in at least once a week to see how it's working and if any diet wins, right? So it's this like sort of citizen science idea that like let's all randomly get assigned one. And so I randomly got assigned paleo, so I am currently paleo. <laughs> Okay. Wow. <laughs> so I know this is a shock. Gupal didn't know this. Um, so I, you know, it's only been like I don't know what's the date, like a week and a half, um, which has been fairly easy because I've lived in Chicago and so I've been like snowed in for five days. So um, it's been extremely easy in that. I'd say the only hard part so far has been beer, obviously, because I love beer. Um, I don't think it's something I will continue after this month. Um, it just seems dumb. Like, I, I guess in doing this personally, like, I am obviously not a person this works for, but in doing it, you know, the extreme thing, but I, I feel like in doing it personally, it's just so, like, every time I make some sort of, like, well, I can't have sugar, but I could have coconut sugar, or, like, right. I can't have candy, but I can have dates, which are, like, full of sugar. Right. Or, uh, you know, so it's just funny. It's like those sorts of things. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Um, and so it's it's interesting to see it from the inside out, too. But I think part of it is that sort of, I, I mean, the thing that I know we've talked about and I know a lot of people have is that perfection procrastination. It's the idea that, like, well, if I go on a regular diet and then tomorrow I eat a cookie, then it's all messed up. So right. maybe if I go all the way, then I don't have to. Right. Yeah. The cold turkey, turkey, basically. Yeah. And I mean, I understand that logic and I'm not going to say that it that doesn't work because there is always with with any change you make in your life, there is sort of the day there's the day you pull the trigger and you start. 
and then there's sort of the the day when it it's it's fully in place it's yeah right you know so it's I like mean, second nature yeah i mean i went vegetarian now 17 years ago just about and there was a day right with that when i said okay starting this day i'm i'm no longer eating uh animal protein or animal you know but to be fair animal. when's the last time you ate some animal protein uh last week <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> well, and 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 right i mean but i i, I would say that it, i my consuming any kind of meat is only within the last couple of years has that happened with any kind of regularity. Okay. And it's also because I'm also, I tend not to be a purist in general, but you know, I went vegetarian for, for, you know, ethical reasons and to some extent health reasons. And those reasons stay in place. Um, What, to some extent for me, at least what's happened in, in, in those intervening years is that awareness about, the ethics of farming uh, have changed and people there's, there's greater awareness. It's think factory farming practices have, some of them have changed, you know, there's just a lot has changed in the context. Well, and I feel like it's, it, you know, I live in the world. I'm not living in a vacuum. So that's sort of, but I think like vegetarianism is an interesting one because it's one of the few in this case that doesn't, that has like a moral component as well. I mean, I feel like the extreme thing, like no one's like, I'm an atheist. Tomorrow I'm going to be Catholic. You know what I mean? Right. Like I feel like usually it's 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 around these health sorts of or um yeah. I mean it's usually for personal benefit mm-hmm. as opposed to like, you know, moral benefit. Right. And, and I think that's fair. Um and you know, and and while I think that there are health benefits, I'm not sure. I, I don't think that it's true for everybody. Um, I, I've met too many people and 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 seen too many varying responses to different diets. To, to think that, that that that's true for everyone. But so so if maybe moving towards more of an elective kind of thing. I mean, I, I went on a diet last year, um, you know, electively, although I didn't go on an extreme diet. I didn't do paleo <laughs> or anything like that. And and I had some success, um, you know, tracking my, my food intake primarily. And that was primarily the way it happened because I think that, that that's a very useful way of going about it. And there, and but and even though the diet I was on Weight Watchers, which doesn't really throw you in whole hog anyway, right? They very much kind of ease you into it. Um, and I did it with just an app, so I didn't even you know do it with. I didn't go to any of the the meetings or anything, you know. And and that worked, but I I I don't feel like there was like this day. Now I'm on a diet. It was far more of this uh, gradual thing as I got used to you know paying attention mostly. So. Right. I, I think a lot of these extreme things all seem very religious in a way, like, or culty in like, I'm paleo, let's convince other people to be paleo or yeah. like, I'm CrossFit and it's the best thing ever. I mean, I guess I feel like this is a common experience if you use Facebook at all. Like, you have a friend who shows you, like, a small girl friend who shows you, like, pictures of them weightlifting and how like awesome and badass it is <laughs> or <laughs> or um you know uh, an example of a cake that someone who is paleo made that is awesome and even people who are not paleo enjoyed and it's well, like vegans do the same thing here's my no no cake. totally oh yeah 100 <laughs> i'm not i'm not only when or gluten free or yeah know. i mean i could say ascribe any any ex- extensive i'm not picking on those two things specifically those are mm-hmm. just like in my friend group that's 
a lot of what I see. Yeah, I think vegans have had the corner on that market for such a long time. Um, but I think it's funny to me that it's just, it's like, like you made that change in your life. Like, I did not know you were on Weight Watchers. I did not care. Like, we never discussed it. I feel like for most people, if you're taking a non-extreme thing, a change in your life, like, you don't have to mention it to other people. Right. Right. No, and that's, I wasn't because it, it was, it's for me, it's like, I'm doing it because uh, I hope, you know, because I felt like I, I needed to make some changes. And uh, I wasn't, yeah, I don't really interested in advertising for and making them money. Like if someone asked me right. straight out, gee, it looks like you dropped some weight. What are you doing? I, I tell right. them because uh, I'm not embarrassed by it. But I'm also, I don't, I'm not sure it would work for everybody. Uh, I was relatively happy with the experience and the results. But yeah, that that's about as far as it goes. But I mean, you know, but the same thing goes for people who like The Wire, you know. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> this and is like the best thing that. you'll ever see. You must watch it, you know. Sure. But I guess, what, and, and let's watch it in a binge capacity. <laughs> so that's interesting that you bring that up because I feel like binge watching is like this mm. new thing too. Mm. And like there was just an article that came out about how uh, binge watching is actually good for you, which I did not read because I was like, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't believe that's true. Huh. Um, but I guess what is it about? First of all, doing things in an extreme way, but second of all, having to tell everyone about it—that um, sort of certifies it. I guess like I feel like when you're on a diet, like one of the things they tell you is to um, tell everyone you know, so that, to reinforce it, right. which I think is the dumbest possible thing because one, no one cares, <laughs> as as we've established. No one else cares about you. And, and like, it's not a topic that's interesting. <laughs> Two, I don't know, maybe other people have different friends, but I think, I feel like a lot of your friends would be like, come on, have a beer, you know? <laughs> like, I don't, like, I don't think my friends would be particularly, like, unless it was, like, a real health issue, you mm -hmm. know? I think that my friends would be very supportive. But I, <laughs> But I think, like, you know, most people are just like, stay out, have a beer, you know? Yeah, I mean, I do think there is that part of that that accountability thing, right? If other people yeah. know, then they hold me accountable, or might even ask me about it. Not hold me accountable like a teacher or a parent, but you know <laughs> th that at some point they might ask me about it, and I'll feel bad, and I'll have to, exp I'll feel like I have to explain myself. And right. and I don't, you know, and, and at some level, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It just, sure. it's you know, I mean, that's why programs like Weight Watchers have these meetings, right? It's to some extent so you can go and. I mean, I never went because I'm not interested in it, but <laughs> I did actually talk to someone I knew who, who was, who was on Weight Watchers and, and she was going to those meetings and she, she was appreciating it. So it's just, you know, it's different personalities right. um, and, you know, and sharing and, and getting some support and, and it's nice to get that. So, I mean, I don't, um, I think that, you know, th there's this line, right, between sort of uh, nice and pathological, right? <laughs> well, and I think there's a difference between, oh, look, I did this thing yeah. and outright bragging my way is the best way. Everyone right. on earth should be, insert your cult here. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I, I think, yeah. though, uh, going back to this, why does it need to be all in, you know, even right. beyond just the advertising part or beyond the social element? I mean, that's a good question. And, and. I, you know, I, I think, though, I wonder if to some extent it's because these are, um, for, for people especially who spend any amount of time on the Internet, these are the examples we we get, right? Is that, um, and, and the examples are both maybe within peer networks, but also, uh, you know, more famous people. <laughs> Celebrities, what do they be? 
you know, right? They have a baby, and then suddenly they're like super bikini ready or something, right? And whether they're media celebrities or whether they're internet celebrities, you know, some blogger or uh, you know somebody who has a, an audience or following of some sort that we also see, and we're like, wow, this is a much more normal kind of person, this blogger or podcaster or something, and and look at look at what they're doing, you know, and it, it makes it. Uh, you know, and, and, and it makes it seem both that that it's doable and that that's the way it should be done. And it's also, you know, there's been discussion about Facebook in particular, you know, making some people feel badly about themselves because, you know, what we share is, you know, often for most people edited, you know, we don't share everything. And so it sometimes paints an, to some folks, it paints an overly rosy picture and I think that that can be true of somebody who maybe was on like a P90 or, or gone paleo or, or made some other extreme change is that not on purpose necessarily, but what someone else sees via the me- this various media is the successes and not the failures, not the problems, not the, not the issues. Sure. But I mean, I, I think there's lots of probably more successes of people who like rationally just ate a smaller amount and worked out in a reasonable fashion. They're just not sharing it. Right, because everyone knows that that's actually how you, you lose weight or become healthy. I mean, I think I, I think part of it is just that extremism is so appealing because it seems so immediate. Right. Um, oh, absolutely. But, but it also seems like such hard work. Like, to me, as someone who, like, works out fairly frequently and like had a terrible time in gym class um like those just give me like flashback nightmares like mm-hmm. p90x just seems like the worst thing in the world like right. especially for people who don't like to work out like it just seems like oh okay so i have to do this every day for at least an hour which most people don't have time for that unless you carve out and you know i mean like if you have kids and stuff that's a lot of time and um also, you know, you're going to be in extreme pain because you haven't trained before. And so the next day you're going to be su- is super in pain, which is also like a thing people brag about on social networks. <laughs> um, and it just is like everything that's negative about exercising. <laughs> like everything that a person who doesn't already work out thinks about exercising as negative is like exactly what's in all of these things where it's like you're like there's so much CrossFit stuff about how you're going to vomit and how that's okay yeah and that's not okay <laughs> no i i it, no and i i, I actually I've, I've not been working out much since i moved to uh portland my my schedule's all screwy right and and i haven't made it a priority i was working out more before i moved and no i didn't like i didn't want to vomit and i didn't enjoy being sore um you know Again, I'm someone who took it slow because probably the in in you know I, and I would worked out pretty regularly for the last few years, and then you know there'd been a break at some point even before I lived in Chicago and I had gone back into working out and I hurt myself. Okay, yeah, <laughs> right. And I said, oh wait, uh, at that point it was you know my mid thirties, and I said, oh, I guess I just can't do this like when I was twenty eight. So when I went back and started working out again in my late 30s, I said, um, yeah, I'm going to take it easy because <laughs> I don't feel like being hurt. And, and hurt to the extent to which I had to go to physical therapy. I mean, I, I, screwed, up my, right. I screed up my elbow. Um, well, and, and what – go ahead. No, that's fine. Go ahead. I just feel like in what reality 
does any like health program think it's reasonable to like literally have Pinterest boards about how like you should lift these weights until you puke and that's like that's like there's all those things where it's like that's a weakness leaving the body. <laughs> no, that's your body saying that this is not okay. I did I did a workout class in the after in, in over lunch one summer a few years ago. The workout class was mostly retirees. Okay, nice. <laughs> and, and and like yourself, and right, and well, and I wasn't retired then. Uh, and then and anyone under the age of fifty was was a woman. I was the only man under the age of probably seventy in that class. Um, and it's mostly women anyway. And I, you know, being a stupid dumbass, decided, oh, I'm going to try these really heavy weights. <laughs> And I, I blew out my I blew out my elbow. I mean, I couldn't use it for weeks. I had to go to physical therapy uh, <laughs> because I, I gave myself uh, tendonitis. So you know, I just had I, I, I there's no great uh, great reward in hurting yourself um, doing these things and causing yourself pain. And, and and at that level, that extreme level, it it it, it smacks of of you know sort of uh, Calvinist Christianity or Puritanism. Totally. You know. Well, and that's what I don't get because like everyone who is watching TV who sees a P90X commercial, which it's usually like late at night, um, <laughs> which not to stereotype people who watch TV late at night, but are kind of, you know, sitting on the couch doing nothing when they probably could be doing something else. I guess if you're inherently like a lazy person who doesn't like to work out, I don't get what appeals to you about this extreme program as opposed to like doing something light. I think cause it's like you can, because I think that the, the change isn't about when you get the P90 body, the change is in the suddenly I'm a person who does P90, uh, you know, cause I think it's a, it, it probably, there must be something about self image and self reflection, right? Well, yeah, I'm extreme or it's in a way what, what they advertise is, you can suddenly become that kind of af- anyone can become this kind of athlete for all intents and purposes tomorrow, right? Because it emphasizes doing it as opposed, you know, and the results, but not the path, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I do think there's a total uh, thing where it's like, oh, because no one has been taught, maybe now in schools it's a little bit easier. But because there's, like, no inherent class in life where it's, like, here are things you have to do, <laughs> or here are, like, five things you could do every day for 20 minutes and easily be healthier. Right. And, and, and I mean, again, with P90, people don't it's, have to do it for... It's a recipe. Right. It's a recipe. And people don't have to do it for them to sell, right? And, and, and in the same way that, you know... There's all these people who say, "Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna become a, a professional photographer," and their first step is to go buy an expensive SLR and lots of lenses and a tripod and all and lights and all sorts of shit, <laughs> not learn how to, to operate, use a camera. First, right? <laughs> and so, how many people decide? I mean, now, and, and, and this is probably a topic for a whole other podcast. How many people have a closet full of of hobbies. things they bought? Well, not even hot, yeah, hobbies of sorts, but you know. It's things they bought on ambition. Well, hobbies you had for three months until you realized, like, you actually had to put hard work into it, right. and then yeah, <laughs> or never really even had it because you 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 buying it was the hobby, right. not right, not right. owning it. Um, at this moment, I want to want to take a quick break here uh, and remind everyone that they are listening to Jenny and Paul sell out. Uh, and this is episode number twenty five. I'm Paul Reismandel, and uh, Jenny Benevento is joining me here. Hello. 
And uh, Jenny, perhaps you can remind folks how they could uh, connect up with us and, and, and communicate. Um, they could join our Facebook. Um, just search for Jenny and Paul Sellout. Um, they can email us at jpsellout at gmail.com or selloutpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we're also on Twitter at jpsellout, correct? Yeah. And um, you could, I don't know, smoke signals are good. Uh, you can find us on Stitcher or on Downcast or wherever you download podcasts. Um, but you've probably already figured that out because you're listening. Um, and selloutpodcast.com is our URL. You can find our show notes there. Um, links to anything we're talking to if you want to know more about it. Um, come to our houses. I don't know. <laughs> How well, else? maybe maybe a future uh, Google Google Plus Hangout. Yeah, um, if you just want to email us, and you know, if you have uh, show topic ideas, we'd love to hear those, or or Facebook or Twitter, um, or yeah, if you're interested in doing the Q and A on the live on the live show, we do a little bit more in the live show. You know, some gets edited, hopefully not, because Paul hates hates spending the time. I'm sure, because uh, he does all the work instead of me. Um, but yeah, so. Those are the many, many ways you can talk to us. If you would like to be extreme, you could do all of them. <laughs> extreme Jenny and <laughs> Paul sellout resolutions for 2014. Yeah. We also want to ask you to uh, give us a rating or review at iTunes. That would be great. Or at Stitcher or wherever else you but, can. Uh, but on that. iTunes, it counts like astoundingly more than yeah, anywhere else. So right. that would be really helpful. So click some stars. Even better, write some words. And, and as uh, Jake Fogelness has demonstrated, it kind of doesn't matter what words you write. Uh, for his podcast, he encourages people to review something else. So Yeah, just write any words. Write Don't words, care. words, words, words. Um, you know, the bird is the word. Because everyone's heard. Uh, write it all. Just do that. And uh, boy, we will love you. Yeah. And I know a lot of people who co contact me and tell me that they're like many months behind. And they say this as if I'm some priest and they're apologizing. <laughs> uh, we don't care. That's fine. I'm months behind on lots of podcasts I love. Um, just because it's it's months later, you're welcome to still talk to us about it. We still enjoy that. So. Yeah, that's right. These are No not guilt. Yeah, these, no guilt here. You can binge listen if you like. Uh, these are not intended to be newsy or uh, it might not make sense ten years from now. <laughs> but they're probably they're probably got a pretty good freshness date. Um, you know, at least uh, on par with uh, Blocker Velveeta. Yes, government cheese. Yes, exactly. Uh, so, yeah. So this extremeness. Um, uh, where were we? <laughs> well, I have a cynical point of view. All which, right. Which I we have to we have to point out is that like it makes a lot of people money so that's why yes. like they do that because if you suddenly give up grain or gluten like like just the number of things that say gluten free that like of course pork is gluten free <laughs> like it never had gluten um oh, or gluten, you know gluten free yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm sure coconut manufacturers are really behind the paleo diet because everything is replaced by coconut yeah, you know, like yeah, I mean, I agree with you completely and I don't and it's cynical, but it, I don't think it's it's utterly diabolical, meaning I don't think that there's anyone who sat down and plotted this out and said, oh, the way to to get to make more money is to get people to give up gluten or to go paleo so much as that. Right. It's more of that uh, kind of douchey marketing 
mindset that goes, oh, there's an emerging market in this area and we'd better get in on it if we're going to, you know, we're going to monetize our monetization, monetization. Right, and so you bought that giant thing of whey protein because you heard smoothies were good and then you became paleo so now you can't use that because it's dairy based and then you became something else you became primal so now you can't you you know (laughs) i think i think yeah the idea that you have to keep buying different things is always something in the in the fitness industry um but i guess my thing is like thinking about it from the point of view of now doing one of these things i feel like a lot of it is based around like if you have these rules or this recipe which is i think i think knowing what to do is a key point because mm-hmm. I feel like for most people, including myself, like, uh, you know, you go to a, you walk into a gym for most people, you don't know what to do exactly other than, which is, I think why pe- most people do cardio because it's like those weights are really scary. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like I could hurt myself. I feel like people are staring at me because I don't know what I'm doing. All those machines. I don't understand. I don't understand the idea of like what muscle group I'm using or and it takes like a really long time like I used to work out with a trainer for over a year and I still feel like not incompetent but like intimidated by going to a gym and working out you know yeah. in a weight situation and uh, I don't think I'm alone in that and I think um, that the recipe is really really helpful for people and maybe people are buying P90X and doing half of it you know uh, but is, but just having rules as to what you should do is really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you completely. And rules and guidelines and 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 you don't need to go extreme to do that, right? You can do that as a way to slowly break in a habit, you know, is to say I'm going to take a 10, you know, I'm going to take a, a, a 15 minute walk during my lunch hour. I'm well, yeah. To, in fact, know. all those very slight habits are, I took a class on the power of habits once. And yeah, I mean, the idea was like, make a habit that's like floss one tooth per night. Yeah. And that is actually going, because because you, you get wins, you know, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, well, if, I'm, I, if I already started, then I might as well do something, you know, <laughs> yeah. I might as well floss all my teeth. Mm-hmm. It's just getting to the point where you make that a habit is actually more useful than being like, I'm going to work out for four hours a day. Um, But doing this, I think that a lot of it is also, uh, it's such an incredible pain in the ass. that um, I mean, it just requires a lot of daily cooking time and shopping time and going out of your way to like get these weird ass ingredients. But I think a lot of it is also, if you are on one of these extreme diets, especially, you just, because of the, all of the rules, avoid all of the things you shouldn't eat anyway. Like, you can't possibly eat in a fast food restaurant, pretty much. Yeah. So, of course, if you if your diet was just don't eat in fast food restaurants, <laughs> that would probably be better. <laughs> or, like, just eat food you cooked would probably also help a lot of people, you know? Oh, I agree. So, I mean, and, so, and, and that's yeah, something you can do slowly, too, right? Right, but I think, like, by in, by doing these extreme diets, you automatically get the benefits of those like extremely easy changes in most people's lives. I, I think so. And I, and I, and I, and I also think there's this, there's a feeling that you, you, you tapped into earlier, a sense you tapped into earlier was, is the, you know, we want the, we want the fast results, right? We want to feel like, you know, we're seeing results immediately. We want to feel like this is happening now, not happening, you know, 39 weeks from now you know that and so 
you know, something like a P90 or an extreme diet, it feels like a weekend. Oh man, I'm really into it, right? I'm way in. I am, I've been eating nothing but paleo for the last, you know, seven days. I've been, I've been doing this P90 and I've only had one day off, man. I am, I am rolling, right? But almost anybody can do, can, can make pretty extreme changes for seven days. Right. You know, I mean, or 14 days. I mean, you know, think of a vacation is kind of in, in another way, very extreme changes for maybe seven days where you live your life completely differently. And then you come home and, and you're back into your into your normal habits and routines. Um, and, that, and that's I think the attraction is that you is that it's is easy to do as making one decision. Right. It's easy to do as going on vacation and and doing something different for 14 days. And it's like it's like buying the resort package. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> no, and, and, and I agree with you. It is, it is about being able to buy it. And, and it's not always about a single product. But it is about people would like to be able to buy their new habits and buy their new bodies. Um, and I'm and I don't I'm cynical about the people who sell it. Yeah. Although not well, everybody is cynically selling because there are many sure. products out there that do really help people. So I'm not utterly cynical. I think the other thing is like, uh, you know, the idea that you see other people succeeding with it is actually super useful in that, like, there is such a thing in the fitness community and especially nutrition that's like, and, and you mentioned this earlier, the idea that like every, the same thing is going to work for everyone which is so bunk and like we still have not like gotten rid of as a culture, which I don't understand why like, although it's evidenced every day in every single person's life, like <laughs> obviously, you know, there's going to be t- people who paleo works for immediately and there's going to be people who vegetarianism makes them lose like a million pounds immediately. Um, and so I think it's, it's the idea that like, Oh, I went to the gym and I, d- you know, ran every day for, months and it didn't do anything oh but this p90x seems to be working for all these people mm-hmm. um so that sort of proof is actually like kind of a a good fact-based reason to do something yeah. i actually have to applaud people for that seeing something that has results yeah i i agree i mean i yeah i don't think that the the people who make p90 are are cheats right i and i and i think that you know it's difficult with, with these um, self-improvement kind of plans, whatever they be, whether they be, you know, diet and exercise or, or, you know, financial or something. It's difficult there because there is this line that, that, and everyone, every, anyone who works in sort of a self-improvement industry knows that they're selling tons and tons of product to people who don't follow through. There's a, there's a percentage of them who buy it and never do it. Right. They just feel better because they bought it. There's a percentage who buy it and sort of, you know, half heartedly try it and don't go anywhere. And there's a percentage who buy it, you know, kind of get started and let it go. And in, a, and in a relatively small percentage who really do follow through and um, and see changes. But, you know, if that weren't true, if, if it wasn't true, that kind of distribution, then we wouldn't see every year dozens and dozens more uh, books of this sort of like, you know, simplify your finances and, and, you know, well, why do we need a new book this year? Are, what, there weren't there 12 books last year, but well, there's someone's always looking for that new thing. That's going to be the one trick that, you know, the one trick to, uh, to a flat belly as it flashes to me on the web. Oh yes. On your screen. Yeah. Um, has anyone ever clicked that? What does that actually lead to? Um, I just read an article in the Atlantic and, and it leads to a scam. And there's there's oh, a well, kid t- in, 
There's a 26-year-old kid in Canada who's made millions of dollars. Good for him. I like I like that he drew it in like MS Paint. Um, I think the other you mentioned finances, and mm-hmm. I think um, the, the thing I think of in that realm is like Buy Nothing Day, which like of course has a great reasoning is like it's do this one day so that you like this extreme thing one day so you sort of learn to do this year wise but if it was actually like hey just consume things more rationally all year round which is actually what we want everyone to do uh that would be like that's too hard for people like making that one commitment to one extreme day of course everyone can do but um doing it year round is just too hard. Yeah. Or, or it's like bike to work day. Right. You know, if you can't do it the rest of the year, at least try it this one day. Well, and I wonder, I wonder if that is part of the extreme thing, especially with things like P90, because it's like, it has 90 days, you know, you can do it for 90 days and then it's done. You're not making an actual lifestyle change. Yeah. Which is maybe a problem. I don't know. Having not yeah. done it, you know, but, and I also, but and also thinking about, you know, the buy nothing day or, or a lot of these, uh, you know, when we get into the personal finance, because I think, you know, aside from like diet and exercise, the thing that a lot of people, resolutions get made about is, is personal finance, right? This is, you know, I'm going to get myself out of debt. I'm going to, going to start saving dot, 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 and things like that. And, you know, I think there's, there's a similar where people often will go into the extreme version of it, right? Okay. No more lattes, no more eating out, <laughs> no more beer, no more, you know, dot, 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 right. right. Become, you, you, you go from being, you know, a standard, uh, middle-class American to being, you know, to being a Quaker, not a Quaker, to being an Amish, <laughs> right. The next, next day I will, I, I resolve that I'll make all my meals at home and I'm going to, going to culture Look, my own I, yogurt. And... I thought we talked about how I asked you to help me raise that barn and it's not about <laughs> me becoming Amish. <laughs> Because there's the same thing because I think without it's the problem with the small with the small changes incrementally is that is that we don't notice it right it's like a little bit of arsenic in the coffee every morning um, you don't notice it till you're dead and <laughs> you know I think in the same thing is that it's it takes a long time to for you often more so maybe more so than other people to notice the results in your life. Um, and with these extreme plans, you notice the results, you notice some result right away. You feel it, you know, it's like it's being thrown into a cold bath as opposed to, uh, you know, being in a shower that slowly gets colder. Did you, did you listen to the, uh, the, what the fuck with, uh, the, the, the psychiatrist to the stars guy? No, it, no, I haven't heard that one yet. It's good, but it has, um, he talks about this, like the idea that, that if you're in a, like, say, a crazy group of people, like, you don't realize it's crazy because you're immersed in it. So, like, of course, mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't read crazy to you because you think, like, oh, everyone's family is like this or everyone's group of friends is like this. Um, and there's a term for it, but I don't recall it. But, yeah, it's this immersion of, like, oh, well, I've, of course I eat at McDonald's three times a day, and that's not weird. <laughs> Because or, everyone I know does. Or. Yeah, yeah, but it's also on the flip side. Is you also don't notice because then you're, if it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to save, you know, I'm going to save ten dollars a week, right? Right. And you think, well, but at the end of the year, that's that's not very much money, right? Right. Um, but if, but of course, you know, and you say, no, I'm going to save, 
you know, I'm going to, I'm going to save everything in my paycheck that, that doesn't go to rent or food and, 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 you know, healthcare. And so that's, you know, I'm going to save $2,000 a month and right. you do that for one month. And then the next month you're like, Oh shit, you know, I need to fix my car and right. whatever. And I can't do the 2000. Well, and then you don't do anything and it's over. Whereas you'd, even be, you'd have why... more at the end of the year if you'd just done the $10 a week. This is why if you're in any sort of uh, health or fitness plan, like they tell you to take pictures of yourself, like every, literally every week and weigh yourself like every day and measure right. your, your inch measurements of every part of your body. Because I think people get really discouraged, even though things are happening, especially if you're going just by weight, because most people gain muscle. And so their weight either goes up or doesn't change. And then they get really discouraged and stop. Yeah. No, I, yeah. and that's understandable. And then when you get into other things that are harder to quantify, I mean, although finances are pretty easy to quantify, but other habits and life changes, it can be even more difficult and more frustrating. And and I do think it's because, you know, uh, people really want to see the changes and they'd like to see them quicker rather than slower. And then the other part, though, and this is more complex, is that often we want we want the change. We want to have the big change by making small changes rather than the big change by making a big change. And what I mean Except- by... Oh God! Yeah, if I can, if I can clarify about it. Yeah. So, to some extent, getting in the P ninety or like cutting out all your all eating out, it's not a big change. It's one change, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, if you if you want to move towards having more financial freedom, you're probably going to have to make a lot of little changes. Yeah. You know, and. And that's the thing. And and that requires, not only does it require you to stick with those little changes, it requires you to pay attention to them and, and to give it some of your time and give it some of your energy. And for many people, time and energy is something which is not in surplus. And that's a part that doesn't get discussed so much is that making these changes you are going to be dedicating time and energy to the, your resolutions and changes well, above and, and beyond also, whatever right. the raw energy is. And if you do it your own way in these incremental ways, you really have to think about like what you do that sucks yeah. and how you're a terrible person <laughs> at certain things. Um, and I put that super negatively, but I mean, I think that's a thing that, that no one wants to think about is like, Oh, where do I really like spend way too, th- too much? And mm-hmm. like, Oh, it's like when I go out, drinking and why because i drink too much you know what i mean or like oh i go to fancy dinners and i do it way too much why oh i don't know you know um so yeah it's it's the not having to think about what's actually wrong in your life or like why you're actually right root um, causes yeah yeah absolutely i think that that's why people want an easier solution Right. So if I only just, you know, that's why people click on the stupid thing. This is this one, this one, you know, easy trick, this one stupid trick, this one, you know, unknown trick, because they're looking for, because, you know, it, 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 tra- it taps into something in us where if only it could be the one thing instead of kind of a larger wholesale evaluation of the way that I do certain things or live certain aspects of my life. Yeah. I, so I, like I said, I used to have a trainer and I know when I went to him, like the first thing I got like a group on. So I didn't really pick a trainer because I didn't really know what to do to even pick a trainer, which again, I think leads into this whole, like, like as an average American or probably anywhere, like you don't really have the knowledge 
to like even start to begin like a fitness program. So I've just got a group on. Uh, and um, he is awesome. I love my trainer. Uh, but uh, like I was like, I do not want you to ever yell at me because like the second you yell at me, I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. Like that is the opposite of what I want. And later on we were talking about it, I was like, do people actually want that like biggest loser idea like where – you know, someone just yells at you, and he's like, I guess, but I hate doing that, because I feel like you came here, you paid me, are you actually just, <laughs> you know, like, he's like, I'll do that, you're paying me, like, I'll do whatever you want, but, like, uh, my my feeling about it was very much like, I made this commitment to, like, make an appointment with you, show up, like, I'm paying you, like, isn't that really enough of a, like, you're already making these huge commitments of time and money, like, why do I also need to get yelled at? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> No, I, I makes sense, and in part because wouldn't we like to offload some of that responsibility? Sure. Yeah, like someone's not yelling at me enough. That's why I don't have enough motivation myself. Yep. And and so and and and, and basically offload it, right? It's the same as having a boss in some ways. And there, you know, and there, I've had employees when I was a supervisor who didn't do well under my supervisory style, which was tended to not be not really being looking over their shoulders, giving them a fair amount of of freedom and a fair amount of autonomy, but still having expectations. But I wasn't inclined to be all up in their grill most of the time. And I really didn't enjoy having employees who required that of me. I wanted, you know, I wanted people who could be adults and run their own lives and not force me to run them. Because So basically everyone sucks at continuous effort and we all just want, like even though it seems like P90 or an extreme diet is really difficult because you have to make an extreme choice. In fact, it's, it's easier when someone just tells you what to do. (laughs) Yeah. And, and at some level, I mean, I don't, wouldn't be so negative about it because I think that it's understandable and we're all looking for that. I mean, right. Of course. Right. We're we're social animals and it's helpful to have instructions and plans and things that I've benefited from many, all sorts of different things where I I received good instructions and plans and benefited from other people's experience and expertise. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Where where, where it gets fouled up is that, um, you know, is in that, I think in that area which we get sold or we buy into, you know, things that really basically are looking to make it easier than it really is. Um, Yeah. Or portrayed as easier than it really is. I mean, I think for the most part, I totally agree that, like, of course, I get the. Re- I, I'm not excluding myself from that. I'm saying people, right. myself included, like hate making, hate doing things consistently and m- taking responsibility for things. I'm totally included in that. I think the only thing I would, I would, the only caveat on what you said, I would say is, I think it is really disturbing and unhealthy to have the idea that like doing extreme things is good for your body or healthy. And I think a lot of it really feeds into, I mean, there's been online, there's been that like the inspiration idea where it's like people have all these Pinterest and tumblers that are about how extreme they're working out. It really just triggers people to have really unhealthy relationships with eating and life and, and exercise. So I do think like it is, although P90X on the face of it, getting people to exercise no matter how you get them into exercising is a great idea. I think glamorizing extreme exercising and injury and unhealthy weight loss is really disturbing and wrong. And the idea that it's like currently the craze that our entire society is (laughs) wrapped up in is a little disturbing. 
Well, I agree with you. And, and <laughs> I mean, it is sort of distinctly American, this idea oh, totally. you know, um, of, of vacillating between extremes uh, rather than finding a happy middle. And, and part of it is that the happy middle, it isn't exuberant, typically, yeah. right? There's not a lot of uh, ecstasy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it can be very moderating. Yeah. <laughs> you can be sort of happy. You're just not likely to be... Um, it, 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 you're not going to have a Mountain Dew moment. Um, well, and I think about this all the time because, like, everyone I know who runs marathons talks about it all the time. And uh, I know a lot of people who run marathons. And um, and everyone I know who swims all the time never, ever, ever talks about it. Like, it's never a thing. Like, <laughs> if you get a bunch of people who swim together, they just don't even talk. They're like, oh, this yeah. cupcake's nice. And I think it's very funny. It's like there's certain – certain exercises I feel like in culture that is like because it's extreme because everyone thinks running a marathon is really extreme like there is that Protestant thing that we said earlier where it's like it's glamorous to talk about how much work you're doing but in fact doing a diligent thing every day that's small is like way more work for all of us and it's way harder for all of us and it's hard to brag about on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, well, I've been bragging on Facebook about my uh, relative life of leisure. So, yeah, it's true. No, I mean, we all have. We all. I'm not. Again, I'm not saying I don't brag on Facebook. I mean, we all have something we brag about on Facebook. I just think it's much harder to be like, you know, guys, I cleaned my, I, I washed my dishes today because mm. you're supposed to wash your dishes every day, or like, you know. I walked around the block for 20 minutes, which is actually like a far more healthful thing for most people to do than like do P90X. But no one's ever going to brag about that. I made potty. (laughs) You know, I bragged about on Instagram the other day that I fried my first egg. So, (laughs) and I was like, I'm super proud about this more so than like working out today. Way more. Fried an egg well. Yeah, I did. It's tough. I've I've been working on it for about two years now, and I would say my eggs are acceptable now. Acceptable. I'm telling you, cast iron, coconut oil. See, Haley is correct. Coconut oil really worked on that. Yep. Well, um, Um, and it has and it has a high smoke point. So it does. It was it was very successful. Um. So I, my extreme diet has worked in this case. Well, I think we've resolved everyone's problems for the new year. We yeah. Can summarize it as um, if you need to do P90, go for it. Just don't hurt yourself. And yeah, don't hurt yourself. And don't, if you're hurting or puking, stop. Stop, really. Stop. Just... Please stop. But, and uh, if, if you're, if you feel like you're doing an amount of exercise or dieting that you can't really brag about on the internet, it's probably good. Yeah. You're probably doing the right thing. Incrementally, man. Take it slow. Yeah. Yeah. Take it slow. The turtle and the hare, right? Exactly. Aesop was correct. Be the turtle. Be, be the turtle. The, the turtle. <laughs> Title. <laughs> so uh, do, you, do you have something you like? Do you, is there I, a thing you like? I do, and I really, really like it, and it's so relevant to this. So uh, I'm very excited. Um, it's called BodBot, B-O-D-B-O-T. It's both a website and they have an app on your phone. Um, even if you download the app, I would suggest going to the site because it has more customization. Basically, it's um, a website which gives you a recipe every day of what exercise you should do. And um, it, you can, first of all, you can say, you know, my right foot is hurt. I can't use it. Or I, I'd like to put less stress in my knees or my shoulders. So there's all these customizations based on 
your actual physical problems, which if you're an old person or have overexerted yourself recently, is great. Um, you can also say, like, so it gives you all these exercises and you, you know, like, I really hate squats of this sort. You can say, never tell, never give me those squats ever again. Um, and it also, what is really great is it if you uh, work out at a gym or work out at home, um, you can put, put in what um, exercise equipment you have. So like personally at home, I have, you know, an exercise ball, some dumbbells, some kettlebells, and that's about it. Um, but if I'm at a gym, maybe I'm working out on the road at a hotel gym, I can change it every day and say, oh, you know what, today I have um, a treadmill or I have a rowing machine. And so, I mean, it has extreme flexibility in that way. Um, and you can also tell it what your goals are. So, I mean, it has really awesome goals in that you can say, I want to gain muscle or just get strong. Or, I mean, there's even goals that are like, <laughs> I would like cognitive health or um, sexual health. And there's, an, there's a section where you can work out so that you're better at having sex. So <laughs> I feel like it has everything. It, like You can customize as much as you want, or you can tell it to just figure it out. Um, and you can change, if, if your workout on one day sucked, you can tell it to do better or do worse. So um, I really love it. Cool. I, I'm, yeah. I'm going to look at it because I, yeah. I need something to help me uh, slowly get back into my, uh, into my exercise regimen. There's a uh, there's a, actually a community center around the block from me that has a gym that's quite nice, and uh, you can buy basically just a card so that you just pay per use, so you don't have to oh, like, cool. make this big. Because that's the other thing with like with the gym memberships, yeah. right? Is like, and I understand it. I've had a gym membership where you you buy like this gym membership for the year, and it costs you all this money a month, and you get all ready to go, and then you go four times a month, and you know it doesn't really makes sense. I do think the thing that is has come out recently, like I'd say in the last year more popularly, is like bodyweight exercises, which means like mm -hmm. you don't really need all that stuff at your house to work out, you know, and I think that's and 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 so if you have nothing in your house, this definitely still is applicable. Yeah, I find I need to leave the house cuz now Yeah, I'm no, spending, I mean everyone's got a different thing. I'm I I'm working from home. I spend a lot of time at home. And I and I was doing We Fit um for a while, but uh that was mostly when my my wife was away and now it's just too difficult. And it's just all in my head. I it's, I'm not there's nothing else to it, but I I I'll spend the extra whatever 5 or 10 bucks uh, per session that they charge me to to leave the house right. and do it somewhere else. And right. use, you know, and they have cardio equipment and stuff like that. Um, my thing, I think my thing that I like right now is I got a new Chromecast and I'm kind of enjoying it. Tell us more. Yeah. So Chromecast is a HDMI dongle. Uh, so it's, a, looks, it's like, just looks like a big USB drive and, but you plug it into your TV or, or, uh, AV receivers, uh, and into an uh, HDMI slot and, uh, it uses Wi-Fi. And allows you to send things directly to your TV from a tablet or a smartphone or your computer. And it's like 35 bucks. And I actually got it for Christmas. Um, it, it's one of these things that I probably wouldn't have bought for myself. But now that I got it, I really like it. And it has native built-in apps. So it does have things like Netflix. It has Songza and Pandora are three things. And YouTube. So that if you're on a, like your tablet or your smartphone and... It, you know everything's set up and you're on and you bring up like the youtube app you can just hit a button and then it'll play it on your tv but then it's just on your tv meaning you don't have to you can do something else on your smartphone 
It's not like it, your smartphone is casting it. It just sort of told the uh, Chromecast, go do this. Um, and it works really smoothly and really well. And Because and, I have I have a TiVo, which has a YouTube app and has a Pandora app and has a Netflix app. And it can get a little clunky. It, it, sometimes the interface isn't great. You're using it all through a remote control. And comparatively speaking, you know, since these apps work really well on, on tablets and laptops, it's really easy just to send it to the TV. And I, and I especially YouTube, I found it to uh, be about the best way to, to watch YouTube on your television. Um, and the setup's pretty easy? Setup was really easy. You pretty much you plug it in and uh, you download the app to your smartphone or, or tablet and it finds it on the network. It finds it and then it connects it up to your network and then you're pretty much done. And it just works from there. It advertises itself and any app that knows about Chromecast will see it on your network. I'm buying it. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's pretty cool. And you can also, if you use the Chrome browser on a laptop or a um, I guess you might be able to do it on a Chromebook too you can also cast your the uh, browser window so oh, cool. sort of like a screencast and it's pretty good it can be a little laggy it can be a little hinky they call it they say that it's in beta and I agree it's in beta so but it's not, so it's not perfect uh, but when using um, like Pandora or using YouTube or using Netflix, it's it's pretty fantastic. And yeah, and and the thing is, is like yo, sure you can get an Apple TV or like a Roku box and a lot of these other things, which have that functionality plus a whole bunch of other functionalities, but don't always have the same. Um, it's just that the Chromecast is like thirty five bucks, <laughs> you know. It, it's it's just and it's just super simple. So um, yeah, I'm I'm really kind of enjoying it. It's 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 kind of nice. Awesome. All right then. Well, I think uh, I think again we've we've given some great New Year recommendations for people, and we've solved all their problems. Yeah, you can now you know how to work out, and then you can just watch a lot of TV while you do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or just sit on the couch. Whatever. All right. Well. Well, thank you very much, Jenny. Thank you, Paul. <laughs>